The following program is for adult audiences only. This is. This is. Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Live right now. Are you ready? Find, find and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. I don't have anything to drink. I hate my life. Here we go. In three, two, one, zero. Well, hi there. Happy Sunday. It's June the 10th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where if you have to argue the semantics between sexual assault and rape, you've probably already gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll call that long enough. That's a little shorter than normal. Welcome to Is It Just Me? A special Sunday edition. The reason we're doing a special Sunday edition is because I am canceling um, Eric Brennan's Sunday School. Eric Brennan's Sunday School is just too much work for too little reward. Uh, Maybe I'll pick it up again in the future, but it's really hard to do what we do on camera and uh, try to make it fun and interesting um, with substandard equipment. So that was a long-winded thing to talk about. Um, Welcome to the show, everybody. Podcasting. FM. Very happy to be back working with Anchor.fm because it just opens up a whole bunch of new doors. This doesn't mean that I'm abandoning Spreaker.com because they just opened three new doors for us too. So that's three more platforms where you can listen to this show. Um, and plus, with what Anchor does for us, it's pretty much anywhere you can hear a podcast, you can hear me and Gord. Speaking of Gord, <laughs> how are you tonight, sir? I am fantastic. How you doing, buddy? I'm we're almost four minutes into a whole recording, so I'm doing really well. <laughs> we'll take our victories while we can get them. Exactly. How is the province of Ontario? No one's burned it down yet. No, I no, we haven't started the, the riots yet. So we're doing okay with that. Um, I'm happy with the weather. We haven't had any sweltering heat for this last uh, almost week. So I've been pretty happy with that too. That's been nice. As a, uh, as, a well, which, as a fat ginger, um, I am not a fan of the heat. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after, after all, you've got winter coming in about a week. Yeah. Later, something like that. Yeah. It's usually about every three weeks you get a good blast of winter. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're pretty standard Vancouver weather here. It's been uh, cloudy and dreary and can't make up its mind. It won't rain, but it won't get nice. Perfect. Uh, very despondent yeah, weather. The very atypical BC weather. Need a Woody Allen soundtrack playing. <laughs> All right. Why am I making weird noises here? I don't know. So, a um, little disorganized tonight. I wasn't expecting to be, but I'm behind schedule trying to get the mobile studio up and running. Uh, so, Gord, did you want to start us off tonight with... Uh, Maybe pick up some stuff you didn't get to say last night Um, or whatever you like. Well, one thing I didn't get to touch up on last night, um, I did a Facebook post about this um, the other day. Um, I had, uh, you know, I'm out here. I'm getting, trying to get some new work going. And uh, first of all, Ontario is very sexist in what they are willing to hire you for. I have actually only walked into three separate companies and asked about a job. And all three times I've been told specifically, sorry, you're a guy that is for women only. And, uh, well, I've never, 
such a thing. It was unbelievable. Um, that was all three for, for customer service based jobs. Um, two was to work in a bar as a server. I was just flat out told, no, if you want to work in the back in the kitchen, no problem, but we don't have dudes in the front. Um, and the other one was for an office job. And I was told, no, no, no office jobs are for women. And it was a woman who told me this. I do believe that is against the law, but I don't know Ontario law. Oh, it is the very definition um, of sexism against the law. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. And welcome to Ontario. So as a guy. The funny thing. Yeah. I want to know if anyone else has encountered this. I want to send in an email to maybe it's me 42 at gmail.com. Have you ever experienced sexism in a word, male or female? Uh, call in and uh, a message here on anchor.fm uh, phone number for three four three nine seven four five and leave a message and please specify if you don't want your message played on the show because if you don't specify we will play it have you experienced sexual applying for a job <laughs> i can tell you like as a guy this is the first time in my life i've ever actually experienced this in a sense reverse sexism if you will uh to just be yeah, told flat out that uh, no, you're you know, you're here applying for a job, you will work in the warehouse. I'm like, I don't want to work in the warehouse. I'm fucking old. I'm fat. Uh, my body is half falling apart, and it's not what I want to do anymore. Put me in front of people. No, no, no. I'm gonna get you slinging steel because you're a guy. Yeah. Shocking. You know what? It's funny. I'm. I experienced something very similar last week where. Uh, I was told by an, a job placement agency that uh, manual labor was what I've cut out for. And the fact that I'm now old, my knees are shot, my back can't do what it used to, that's irrelevant. Yeah. It's, I'm, a, I'm a construction worker, and that's what I'll be until I can't do it any again. So yeah. it's, uh, that, that, that part makes sense to me. But the, the flat out being told it's a job for a woman, I don't see how that's even tolerated in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, there it is. My uh, buddy, who's a director of HR for a company, it, when I told him, he's like, you know, you should be charging him. I said, that would be three separate lawsuits I'd be going through. And I've been in the province for a week. Like, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is just insane. Um, but my, wow. the thing I wanted to, what, I, what set me off on my initial rant wasn't actually about the sexism. It was sure. the... It was what I actually had to go through. It, it was a job placement thing where they're doing like a job fair. They had three areas that you could apply for, um, office work, forklift drivers, and um, warehouse work, general labor work. I went in to apply for the office work because, again, I'm good with people. I'm good with customer service. I'm good with the phones. And I was told, no, you're a dude. That's for women. So, no, 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 you'll be be applying for the forklift or this. I'm like, I don't want to do those. I don't care what you think. That's not what I want to do. So, she hands me the forms to fill out. This is probably one of the most depressing things I've ever done in my life. And I've dug graves for people. I mean, I've worked in cemeteries. I've made monuments. I've worked in warehouses. I've done midnight shifts. I've done jobs where people off themselves for a regular basis in. And this, hands down, was the most depressing shit I've ever dealt with. The the testing they have me do, it's... It's testing for a two-year-old. And this is the companies that want to hire saying, well, you should be able to do this. And I'm just like, 
I couldn't understand how low the expectations were and what the minimum requirement was because it was so it was so pathetic. Um, it was literally here's a picture, here's nine more versions of that picture. Between one and three of each row will be different. Circle the different ones. And I'm like, this is what you do in grade school. Like, why am I 40 years old doing the same type of bullshit? It just, it just, I I was mind numbed about it. But what was crazy? I wonder not. Sorry, I I, I just wonder if that corresponds with um, education levels in Ontario. It'd be interesting to look up numbers of, you know, high school graduate percentages and whatnot. Maybe that is the, uh, the standard testing for a 40 year old male, you know, it sure as hell um, shouldn't be. <laughs> no, absolutely not, but, uh, that's something we'll have to look into and get, and get back in touch on. Maybe there is a, a really a problem with the school system or something. Well, I had asked, I'm like, is there, cause like when she first handed it to me, I filled it out and I went back to her and I said, um, you might've given me the wrong one, but do you have one for adults? And she kind of laughed it off and she's like, oh, you know, it, no, this is a standardized test. I'm like, well, if you're going to make me do this, can you at least give me a crayon? Like, you know, like, let's, just, <laughs> let's just go with the, with what you're giving me here. And she's, she's laughing because she thinks I'm just being funny. When I'm each right. level they're giving me, I did three different tests at each level they gave me. I'm, I'm coming back to this woman more and more angry and frustrated. And one thing that blew my mind was one of the things, but again, keep in mind, I'm applying for a customer service or office position and the paperwork is all for general labor. And one of them was a picture of a forklift. Okay. That is three quarters labeled. And then on the bottom of the labeling is all the terms and all the pieces of the forklift. And it has like six empty spaces. And the guy next to me, who is like, I would say, 10 years older than I am. Clearly this guy's been in the labor industry most of his life. You know, you can just tell. Yeah. Um, he turns to me and he goes, how am I supposed to know what these things are actually called? And I looked at him, I go, and I, I thought he was fucking with me. I'm like, really? And he goes, seriously. I'm like, okay. I said, well, you see the stuff that's already labeled. He goes, yeah. I said, find those words and cross them out from your list on the bottom. What you have left over is what's going to fill in the blanks. Fill in what you do know and what's left over. Yes. Absolutely. Seems pretty simple. And he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> this is a white guy. And there's no language barrier. Well, I'm going to take his, as someone who holds four valid forklift certificates at the moment, and I have to redo my written test every two years to renew any given yeah. one of them. It's hard. Looks, I'm kidding. It's not really, really simple, actually, and they don't change. No. So uh, that's that's pretty. It sad. was quite sad. So I have that. There's a dude in a business suit sitting on the other side of me. He's cursing and swearing through this because he doesn't understand what he's doing. I'm thinking, if you have enough, of course, sense to show up in a business suit, you should be able to add one plus one. Like, come on, this isn't difficult stuff. There is no math questions. Like it's the thing that baffles me every time I take a forklift test yeah. and I'm in a room full of people, half of them drive cars, which are more intricate and to learn and, and operate. And yet these people can all get driver's licenses and over half of them fail their forklift <laughs> test. It blows my mind. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. It really doesn't. 
Oh, it makes sense if you don't think. Uh, about it. I suppose, but that was I think that was the problem. <laughs> um, so the last part of the test, if you will, she gets me in a room again. At this point, I am legit frustrated. I'm each time she gives the test, I'm telling her, I said, I'm stealing another pen. Because at least I'm walking out of here with something. She's like, I understand. Take the pens. I'm like, thank you. So I'm stealing these big pens from her. I just don't care. And I do the final test, and she hands, she takes this case. She flips her case open, and on one side it's got these round discs with three different colors on it. On the other half of the case are round slots, colored in the same colors that are on the discs. And she says, using one hand only, you take. No, a red goes in the red on the bottom left corner, and you go from bottom to top, and then the second row, bottom to top. We only have. Did you get a food pellet? Kind of, right? I'm expecting that or an electric shock. It's one of the two. So I'm like, okay. And she goes, and this is a timed thing. I'm like, all right. So I begin, and I'm (laughs) doing this, and I'm cruising through it pretty quickly. And I get about halfway through, and I just sort of pause, and I, I, I literally, I stopped doing what I was doing, and I looked up at her, I go, so what's the point of this? Is this like eye to hand coordination? Is it how you can pay attention to detail? What it is? She goes, Oh, it's kind of a combination of those. And, you know, just sort of making like a basic aptitude test. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm finishing up and I'm yammering away talking to her. Cause I'm, you know, I, I'm bored as I'm doing this. I feel like I'm a child in fucking daycare, you know, putting circles and circles. And I was just going to say, you know, so I'm, so I finished the thing off. She hits the stopwatch. She goes, Oh, you know, a minute 12. I'm like, wow, that took me over a minute. That's pretty sad. I should have done that about 45 seconds. But I did pause. I did talk to her for a bit so I can understand. She turns to me and she goes, wow, a minute 12. That's one of the fastest times I've ever seen. And the fastest so far today is two minutes, is two minutes slower than you. <laughs> it took somebody three minutes to do this. And that was the quickest. Wow. So yeah, I, I left there feeling... Normally, you would feel proud of yourself for being able to accomplish so much. But yeah, no, I was quite insulted by the whole thing. I, I genuinely need to know if this is an indictment of the employment system or if it's an indictment of the school system. And if anyone listening in Ontario, uh, wait, tonight, I know you're probably not, but after tonight, you will be. Anyone listening in Ontario, right into the show. Maybe it's me42 at gmail.com and let me know. Uh, is this time what Gord's going through, or is this uh, a new thing? Is it in a your Ontario system, or is it is every is the government putting fluoride in the water? Why why do people think Ontarians are stupid? Uh, write in. Maybe it's me forty two at gmail dot com, or phone in three four three nine six four five, I believe, and leave us a message. And we have no t shirts left to give away but apparently if you write in or give us a call Gordon will send you a pen <laughs> I'll send you one of the pens I stole you can have one of them <laughs> <laughs> you know as, uh, as, no, as a really quick side note I have to quickly get this thing out when I left there I <laughs> felt you know depressed and I thought I'm going to go grab a quick beer so I popped into a local uh, they called it a poor house you know like pours in P-O-U-R to pour a drink Something I'm cool, I'll try out some local craft beers and I'll check something out. So I go in there and I sit down. I'm like, yes, I want to chuck some local beers. First word, I said local beers. And the girl goes, well, we have Moosehead. I'm like, well, <laughs> of course you do. It's Canada. But come on, like, you know, help me out a little bit here. So I explained I just came from BC and craft central, the world for beer and blah, blah, blah. And I'd like try something different. And then she goes, well, we have Stella. I'm like, 
you're the bartender, honey. I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job here. And I'm thinking, maybe this place just opened up. So I'm like, how long have I been here for? So I've been here for four years, like four years. And I'm, okay, uh, whatever. I said, so we go through a bunch of the beers. I do a couple of tastes. I find one that I like. I'm like, oh, I'll take this one. And she goes, really? She goes, yeah, really people that ever actually get these ones. Everybody sticks with the Stella or this. And I'm looking to the, to the left and right of me. This is one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and there's like eight regulars already in the place drinking. And it's a healthy mix of guys and women. I mean, this is the craziest thing about it. I'm just like, I'm like, wow, this is nuts. So I turn around. I have my beer. I go to leave. I get my bill. My one beer, $9.75. Oh my For God. one beer. And I'm just like, wow. And it wasn't even great. <laughs> Well, if you if you can get the uh, colored circles into the slots and earn that kind of premium <laughs> salary, then you get to drink the beer. Oh man, yeah, I came home and I'm thinking I might just go and bury myself in the cemetery when I'm done here. This is just insane. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking you moving to Ontario is the best thing that could have possibly happened to this show. <laughs> You're going to be getting a lot more rants than I ever did before. So for sure. <laughs> I can't wait. This is fantastic. Um, I do have to pause really quickly and just mention uh, some things that are going on here in the province because believe it or not, we're almost 20 minutes into our episode. (laughs) That is absolutely spectacular. (laughs) Um, So real quick, uh, I need to mention this Saturday, June 16th, uh, 58 West Hastings, that's the Hastings Farm, right between the Grand Union Pub and the Potluck Cafe, is the first annual Downtown Eastside Memorial Hockey Tournament. Treat hockey and barbecue start at 9 a.m. with a pancake breakfast. Then uh, the teams hit for four-on-four action. Uh, co-ed team, please. one member of your team at least must identify as female. $125 grand prize to the winner, $75 to the runner-up. And we get a smoky barbecue when we're all finished with the action. Uh, Pastor Al will be there to give a blessing. And some elders from the uh, First Nations community are going to be there to help us remember the friends we've lost through the worst worst health crisis that this uh, community has ever faced and will probably ever face again. Um, For more information, you can go to my website, ericbrennan.simdiff.com. And to register your team, you just go to the contact page there. You can register as an individual or a team. Please specify if you're a goalie because we need them. Uh, that it's again Saturday, June 16th at 58 West Hastings. Come down with friends and try to make some new ones. That's really cool. It's really exciting. I am on a sprained ankle, a severely sprained ankle at the moment. Oh. So I won't be playing, but I will be uh, doing the play by play from rinkside all day interviewing people and putting it all out on this fantastic show of ours. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, want lots of people to come out for that because uh, it's a good, good thing to support. It's put on by the guys at Insight. I've just recently gotten to know Insight um, and what it really is and what it's really like. And it's just baffles me what an amazing place this is. And the people here are just fantastic. Um, I couldn't do what they do. They just take abuse all day. <laughs> And they, they accept it with a smile on their face and, and welcome everyone with open arms. They're a really amazing and inspiring group of people. So come down and uh, enjoy this event with us Saturday, June 16th. 
Um, yeah, I have no music to play. Ordinarily, I'd be playing a song right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to get used to this new platform and how it works. Um, Just, you know, for the record, Eric, get, uh, the, my end keeps cutting out. So your, your vocal on my end sounds really here. It's like, I can go... And then we go, eh. So it's just really, I'm killing myself laughing on this end, just so you know. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I hope the whole thing sounds like that. Um, uh, that could be because I'm moving around, and that could be why I get a little beep. Quite possibly. That, like that? Was that where, did I just cut out right there? Yeah, you're cutting out every few seconds, but it's, it's killing me. I, I'm loving it. It's very, very humorous to me. It's like you're singing me a song through a bad computer voice. It's like Stephen Hawking is singing me a song. Ah, right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the recently passed. <laughs> good man, good man. Was it okay. too soon? <laughs> yeah. It's never too soon on this show. That's what this show should be called. Too soon. It's never too soon. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Um, what have I talked about? All right, Sunday school not happening. We're on anchor.fm. Gord's talking to us. Uh, hockey promo, get free coffee for doing that. So that's a good thing. Um, and I will just shamelessly plug uh, the Champion Tree Entertainment Company is very proud to be sponsoring this event and lending all the uh, talent and recording capabilities that that company has to offer at the moment. Um, doing what we can and hopefully next year we can actually do something for them because um, they're just fantastic uh champion tree because the only things in life that are impossible are the things you don't try um moving on i guess this is kind of in line uh with what you were saying or is it it seems to me at least here in bc that the direction things are going is they're trying to remove the stigma from homelessness and addiction by getting as many people as possible homeless and addicted. Hmm. It's just less and less help from the government in the actual areas that able-bodied people need. Uh, I was told last week that uh, manpower doesn't help you find a job anymore. That's not what they do. And BC Housing, a, a government department whose entire mandate is to find housing for people, they won't do that. I, I was flat out told that's not what they do. Uh, go, go find your own housing and report back to them. I, I don't understand. There's 110 different levels of government working together for nothing, it seems like. Well, um, the thing that I've heard so far about and that's that was that a lot of it's going for immigration. It's not going for locals. So all the housing, all the money, everything's going to immigration. It's all going for new immigrants. It's all going for new people coming in the country. It's not going to help for the people who are here already. That's what I hear. Number one complaint in Ontario now, anyways. Now, I want people to, to answer this genuinely. And I know I'm not going to be popular with this opinion. Is it just me or should we not be helping ourselves? I know that's wrong, but I look at it the, like the oxygen masks on an airplane. Put them on us so that we can help the ones who can't. Does that not make, is it just me or does that not make sense to you? Help out the, the people who are here, we're established, we've been taxpaying citizens. Now I've been registered since I was 12 years old. Um, I've been off and unemployed since I was 12 years old. I've been paying into this system. 
that makes uh, 30, I can't do the math, uh, 28 years. Why don't I get help first? I'm all for immigration. Absolutely. We're the largest country in the world. We have, I believe it's something ridiculous, like two thirds of the country is unpopulated. We have tons of room. Send everybody here. But get us employed and working so that we can help them. Does that, am I offside on that one, Gordon? Does that not well, make for sense? For the fact that I only heard about nine of those words, I think I got pretty much the key ones. I think you're pretty much right on point. It's, um, it makes no sense. Uh, but I think you're pretty much right. It is take from the people who have been investing in this country for the last, you know, 10 to 70 to 80 years and screw them when they need the help. Basically. I, I don't understand. And, and I'm, I'm all for immigration. If you didn't hear that part, I'm glad to bring these people in. We've got a massive land that we don't use. Let's share it all, but help us so we can help them. And help me first. I've been paying into the system for 28 years. I had, um, as, a, as a prime example of that one, while I was in BC, right after I lost my job, or I should say, no, I'm afraid that I, when I, I, I broke my foot and then I applied for EI while I was off with my broken foot, I got denied. I'm 43 years old. I've been paying into this system since I've been 16 years old or 15 or 14 when I got my first official job. I've been paying this. I've never collected EI a day in my life. I've been working nonstop for three and a half years and I get told and I got denied. I was the manager of a store and I got denied because they said, oh, you don't have enough insurable hours. Come on. My whole life, you can't tell me my entire life I can't collect a dime out of this. Come on. And I got denied. I want someone in the government or someone who works for someone in the government to write in to maybe it's me 42 at gmail.com and explain employment insurance to me. <laughs> I pay into this every two weeks. It's my money. I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you to return some of my money to me. How is that not just a given? Yeah. The system makes no sense. How, how do you deny me? anything it's my goddamn money i never gave you permission to take it you just take it <laughs> and, and it's just gone how does that make and sense out here by the way in ontario I they take I even did. more than what's done in bc because out here you lose about anywhere between 41 to 53 percent of your paycheck has gone to taxes so 41 to 53 percent that's a huge amount of your money gone to taxes and yet i can't collect the i Come on. It makes no. sense. I firmly believe EI, I mean this. I mean this genuinely. I think EI should be. When you fill out your government tax forms, there should be a yes or no question. Do you want to pay into EI or not? If you don't pay, you don't get it. Uh, I think it should be optional. I have, a, it is now I have a simpler solution. Well, it's not simpler. It's actually a little bit more advanced. But I've always thought if we're going to pay into EI, then your money comes out of your check and it goes into an account. That money is your money. When you are out of a job, you can collect that money and you can get your pay to keep you going. If you work your whole life and you don't get your money and you don't use it or whatever money you have left, then you get that money back and that is part of your retirement fund because you've been paying into it. How does that not make That's absolutely that. Now, see, that not only encourages gainful employment, because you get a reward at the end. Well, it's not really a reward, but 
It's like it's like a savings account for someone like me. That would be brilliant because I'll never maintain a healthy savings account on no. my own, especially I in just, today's society. You're not, you're not set up to do it unless you're getting paid three hundred grand a year. Yeah, you know that's something I wanted to talk about. Not necessarily tonight, but since you bring it up, I do want to mention, and I don't know if you're going through this, but it costs an incredible amount of money to be broke. Oh, <laughs> it's very expensive to be broke. I. I am spending a ridiculous amount of money every day on things that I never really noticed. But when you're, when you're counting your pennies every day, well, not BC because we don't yeah. have them. I guess that's Canada. Um, this is where my thing would play, but I don't have it right now. Um, I'm spending a lot of money every day on things that perhaps I just didn't notice uh, because you don't think of them when you're going to work every morning. But now I'm pinching pennies and I can't believe the amount of money it costs to be unemployed and homeless. It's, uh, it's no wonder no one can get on their feet. Because once you're there, it costs a lot of money to get up there. And nobody is willing to no. help you. And as gorgeous points out, the government is the, the last group of people willing to assist you. So what do you do? What do we do as a country to help out the less fortunate? Drop the housing price uh, in uh, our housing market, first of all. <laughs> Million dollars for a house that's not even worth one hundred and thirty thousand. Come on, ridiculous. The housing market. I, I honestly don't know enough about who's setting these prices or why, but they make no sense, and they're not in line. With this. Um, and I don't believe wages are in line with the economy. I don't believe the thing. If we raise our business, I don't believe they said it. Ten years ago, when we raised it up to eleven dollars, they made the same complaint back then. Seven dollars was going to break the bank. They couldn't do it. They would all go out of business. I don't buy it. Yeah, but look um, at what happened to the economy since that happened. Line. Though, look at the cost of everything now. You keep raising up the minimum wage. The cost of everything else goes up because the companies are losing money. Company can't stay in business if they're not cutting enough profit. So they're laying off more people, making the people who are there work harder and longer hours. So you keep raising up the minimum wage, all the other costs, your cost for groceries, cost for gas, cost for hydro, for you know, fuel, everything goes up. Everything raises up and everybody, nobody gets it. Like Ontario, they just raised the minimum wage to what? $14, $15 an hour? And Somewhere in there, as yeah. soon as it happened. But they did it all at once. Well, it's supposed to go up to, I think, 17 is the total. By 2020, it goes up to like 17 yeah, bucks an hour. I, I mean, great. So I'm going to be making minimum wage. I'm going to be making $17 an hour. Fantastic. Great. But what a loaf of bread's going to cost me $650. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And the argument is then all the other wages have to be uh, adjusted in line. I mean, you, you don't want a, a, a doctor or someone, you know, like that saying making minimum wage just because that's what minimum yeah. wage has gone up to. Um, which I think is kind of not a valid argument in my opinion. I don't, just because it's called minimum wage, you still make a decent amount of money and now poor people do too. I don't see why that's, that's just a social. Well, think uh, about this. Think You're working at a company. You worked at a company for say three years. You started at $12 an hour, right? After working there for X many years, you all of a sudden are up to $14 an hour. Now minimum wage hits 15, yeah. which means you get a boost up to $15 an hour, the same as a guy who just walked on the job. It's not exactly. fair. you got to take that guy and boost him up to 17 or $18 an hour. But they're not going to do that because it that costs too much money. Sense. 
So they just fire the people or they Absolutely. push the people out that have been there for longer and they bring in younger people who have no work ethic, who have no work desire because they're easy replaceable with another batch of younger idiots. I was taught when I was in management, a very prominent Canadian retailer. Um, I won't name them, but they rhyme with Bona. Uh, they <laughs> instructed me as a manager. It was taught to me that it is cheaper to hire and retrain people than it is to maintain a good long-term yeah. employee. So you are, that, that turnover is encouraged. Um, it's, it's cheaper and easier to hire and retrain than it is to have a good loyal employee that, that I don't understand how sick and backwards the world has gotten where that makes sense. But that is why large retailers do what they do. It's loyalty does not exist in business anymore, unless you're getting into a private company that's not part of a chain, anything that's part of a conglomerate, anything that's a larger business that employs more than five people. Loyalty means absolutely nothing to anybody anymore. It's just, all we need is just fresh blood. We can keep replacing people instead of part-time or full-time. We're going to hire two part-timers because we don't have to pay them benefits. I had this conversation with someone else regarding something very different on East Hastings street this weekend. What has happened to integrity in our ring? What has happened to loyalty? What has happened to just basic human decency? And it transcends all levels of society and all occupations and, and it, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's two criminals stealing each other's shoes in the middle of the night, what has happened to common integrity and decency? Why have we all become these horrible people? I can answer that question. Please do money. The cost of living. Look at what it used to cost in the 1970s to live in Canada. You could buy a house for, you know, 60 to $75,000. You can buy a car for $3,000. You know, one person could maintain three kids, a wife, a dog, and a house on a 40 hour, 40 to 60 hour work week. Now you need two people working 80 hours a week, full time. And that's two single people just to be able to have a form of savings. If you have a kid, well, you know, you're basically screwed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah I don't even. So you have to have a multi-income family. The, the stress to be able to afford to live is so high that every single person, it's not even a matter of being out for themselves as much as just it's pure survival. You're just seeing a different type of survival. Instead of us going out and killing somebody for meat, we're going to stab them in the back mentally. I wonder how far we are away from the first one you just mentioned, though. Honestly, five, 10 years. I do society going that way. And that's frightens me. I see a Mad Max style dystopian society or a really good example. Now, people don't give this movie credit where it's due, but the movie Demolition Man <laughs> yeah, with Sylvester Stallone, the underground in that movie, headed by the amazing Dennis Leary, uh, very possibility, just a group of people out there stealing food, not not for anything other than to nourish their families. Uh, that's not far off, I think, in our society, and it frightens I fear for my child. I also think that the movie uh, The Purge isn't too far off of being the truth as well. 
What better way, well, what better way to thin out the numbers and to let people go rampant on each other for a night? I wonder. You know, now obviously we've got uh, uh, too much of a uh, uh, moral society or uh, supposed <laughs> uh, claiming society dictating the way things go, um, which is what's putting large roadblocks in front of genetic engineering and um, genetic manipulation, uh, you know, custom-made children and whatnot. Thank God there's some roadblocks still in the way, but are we far from removing those, do you think? Are we, are we going to get to that immoral you know, kind of... Uh, you know what's funny? I personally believe in genetic, human genetic engineering. Absolutely. I think it's the next step of human evolution. Eliminate the stupid. Perfect the human body. Once you're able to perfect the human body, once you're able to eliminate forms of disease and really forms of absolute stupidity, you can start raising the IQs. Once the IQs get raised, people start looking for better solutions for humanity. Right now, the world is pandering to the idiot. And but who gets to play God in that scenario? Who decides what the perfect human body is? The, the rich. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that can afford it. But, God forbid. But, I mean, really, when you look at it at its core, what you really need is you need end of the human evolution you need three core things common sense you need population control and you need iq and i'm not talking about book smarts iq what's that we definitely need a introduced or even legislated in the next i think i think i've been told we're due to double our population you know, something like 50 oh years. yeah easily uh some ridiculous well, I mean, the world population has uh, tripled in the last, what, 40 years. Tripled the world population. It's insane. Uh, which, which has a rippling effect, too, because the more population, the less uh, arable land you have. Um, and it just snowballs. Yep. Jobs, cars, food, food, space. And I still don't understand why no one's come up with the plastic soil style food stuff made from people because cemeteries become fruit. Stop burying people. Turn them into food. We can solve two problems at once here. Well, I still love the idea of putting people into uh, urns in the sense and then turning them into trees. I think this is a great idea. I mean, I've worked near the that death industry my whole life. Like, growing up in the death industry, I've been around it. I've, like I said, I've worked in cemeteries. I've made monuments. I've done this whole thing. The idea, the concept of a of a casket uh, laying a body in full length, burying them in the ground. It's makes no sense to me. Have you heard of the, uh, the process they've come up with? I don't know if they came up with it at BCIT, but they are now offering a course in it where you actually are decomposed into a, uh, uh, a usable, essentially a topsoil. Yeah. And it's to replace cremation. Uh, I have a friend. She was actually an intern at Eric Brennan Studios before it was shut down. <laughs> the internship actually that I believe you were offered at one point. Uh, and luckily, it's, uh, that's no longer being offered at the moment. Um, anyway, she's taking this course. And it's, instead of a, it's an alternative to cremation, which is a uh, process. Um, and you become a soil, a usable 
soil and put back into whatever you know your your next of kin chooses to do with that soil is up to them. But I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, and I don't get the attachment to the human body. I've always viewed us as a sack of water. Um, I am a spiritual person. It's supposed to be all about the soul, and, isn't it? Uh, you know, the soul moves on to the next stage of the world or next level of whatever the hell it is that's out there. The body does nothing. It rots in the ground. There's nothing else. It is nothing. A sack a of meat. Sack of blood and guts. <laughs> and not a particularly <laughs> useful one, really. Some of the left in the animal kingdom. We are the weakest animal you could possibly imagine. We have no claws. Our teeth are dull. We have no hair to protect <laughs> us. We're a pretty sad animal. <laughs> if it were for our ability to, to, to think, we, yeah, we, we, humans wouldn't exist at all. <laughs> if there were to, it's communication, basically. Really, we have a language where we can communicate ideas, I think, much better than the rest of the animals. And we have thumbs. That's all it is. Yeah, we can that's talk it. and we have thumbs. I've been doing this podcast from a mall in East Vancouver, and I guarantee you that's all that separates most of the people in this mall tonight. From <laughs> I mean, we watch animals. We watch. We all watch those when animals attack. You know, when an animal focuses on us, we're pretty yeah. screwed. <laughs> Absolutely. And I meant what I was saying. I know it sounds funny, but it's true. Uh, pound for pound in the animal. Oh, yeah, we saw. do. We have, we have evolved beyond our defenses, which is, I think, pretty counterintuitive to the spirit of evolution, but uh, we've, we've become, we've evolved into we're all going to become is, as you said, sooner or later, we're all going to be Stephen Hawking's. We're going to be in chairs with computers <laughs> talking for us, and we're going to have <laughs> What was that animated really? movie where the people was at Wally? We'll end up like Wally. Wally. A bunch of fat people with no oh. bones. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking slurpees, <laughs> sitting in chairs, drinking slurpees. Oh, it's closer than we think. I do believe. <laughs> I'm going to take a little break here. I do want to stop. What was the third promo? I have to do a T3 promo tonight. Uh, Gordon, sit tight for a sec. We'll have you back on right a minute. Absolutely. I want to talk for a minute about the J3. That is about it. Believe it or not, Gordon, we're 45 minutes into the show. Uh, well, technically, but we did it. We got an episode out there. Did you have more you wanted to go with today? Well, out of that 45 minutes, I've probably heard about two and a half minutes of conversation out of the whole thing. <laughs> well, okay, you can you can hear the uh, you can you can hear it when we uh, publish it, which uh, I really hope I've been answering proper questions because if I've just been going off on a completely different rant topic, you're going with it. This is going to sound really humorous on my end. So. <laughs> That's, that's the joy of having two people hosting the show. Frankly, I just like having you. you never know exactly. which way it's going to go. <laughs> I, I'm going to change the weekly poll question. I had a poll question planned for the week, which I introduce every Monday. Um, the new poll question is going to be, have you ever experienced sexism while job hunting? I want to hear from guys and girls on this one. Maybe it's 42 at gmail.com. Area code 604-343-9. Please specify if you don't want us to play your message on the show. Uh, Gord, are you ready to wrap it up or do you have another subject for us tonight? I'm good to wrap it up for now. (laughs) All 
Great. We did it. The first official complete episode with Jord. No problem the fact that the music and the uh, sound effects and all the stuff that make it interesting aren't there yet. But we'll get to those as possible. So, Gord, yes. are you with me? I am still there. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear I me? can hear you barely, but I can still hear you. <laughs> uh, can we count on you to be tonight, tomorrow night with us? Um, I believe so, yes. Excellent. On that note, Gord and I will return at some point tomorrow night. Um, join us tomorrow on FM, Spreaker.com, and anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. And until tomorrow night, take care of each other. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to push. We'll get cut off, but uh, oh my god, it's been so difficult trying to keep up a conversation on this thing. <laughs> I guess so. I wonder what was causing that. I don't know. It's just like I said, from my end, it's just like I get the occasional few words and then it just goes to either dead air or your voice goes, and <laughs> I don't understand it. Is it Ed, let me guess, it's perfect now, isn't it? Because I'm not, it's still sort of cutting in but i get the occasional like i said i'm still getting the occasional sort of blip but it's apparently it's still enough i can still peg into the most of the conversation wow well that was a lot of fun anyway really interesting stuff this is, i didn't think this real bc thing was going to be quite as interesting as it's <laughs> fascinated by it i love it <laughs> um, well i'm excited because i'm finally oh, yeah. gonna have once you get the other episode up and then this one up i'm actually finally gonna have a chance something i can then post and share and Get a yeah. part of this one a little bit more involved. Well, I'll do this first. I'm going to do this tonight's episode first because I think it's better. <laughs> and then we'll do our first episode right Absolutely. after that. <laughs> so for now, I'll let you go. I'm, I'll, I'll try to get on that right okay. away uh, because they're going to kick me out of the mall here. They actually closed 10 minutes ago and I'm just. Oh, leaving. shit. Okay. Uh, so I'll let you go. And if, uh, if there's any problems or anything, I'll All right, my back. friend. All right. Thanks a lot, Gordon. Okay, watch again. Have a good night, brother. <laughs> Talk to you later, man. <laughs> Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.